You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Reception Perception, the show. James Cole and Matt Harmon. Back to some of the matchups here. Uh, you talk about a young secondary here for Kansas City, and that's true. That's why I was surprised to find that Kansas City is one of the more heavy man coverage teams in the NFL. Since week number eight, since their week eight bye, Kansas City has run man coverage nearly 40% of the time. That's the sixth highest man percentage in the NFL in that span. So now I go back to some of your data, and you would look at that and you would think, man, A.J. Brown's got a real great chance to have a really great game yeah. uh, on Sunday. Yeah, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, I mean, they're I, – I wonder if they might end up being – you know, because A.J. Brown has been top three in success rate versus man for like I think two or three straight years here, obviously before we get the, the results from this past season. And, I mean, Devontae Smith, that guy is just always open. I wonder if they might, in terms of teammates – be like the two two guys that crack the top 10 we've we've seen that happen before in terms of like receipt great receiving duos and reception perception be top 10 in success rate versus man coverage mm. um I, I wonder if they can get there uh because these guys are just always open especially against man coverage and um aj brown especially yeah you're right he's he just shreds man coverage um and he and he's kind of had like a quiet playoff run he uh, has, aj brown for sure oh yeah he, he he was chirping about it after the giants game um you know, which is it's funny if you if you do that and you're a New York Jet, you get traded, uh, or you get benched for a week, right? Um, not to right. I know all our listeners love when we talk about the Jets, but, uh, yes, and exactly. Elijah Moore and that whole thing. But yeah, no, I mean he he kind of chirped a little bit about that, a little bit of frustration, despite the fact that they dog walked the Giants, and then they kind of like made an active effort to get him the ball early. Uh, in that in that game against 49ers but he had eight targets but it didn't amount to very much it didn't really need him to do very much Um, I think this would be a game where you know and it kind of depends honestly on Jalen Hurts's shoulder Um, that is definitely like neither of these quarterbacks are going to be 100% for this game such a great shoulders definitely not there we know about Mahomes's ankle I think probably Hurts has been a little bit more would you say he's been a little bit more affected as a rusher or as a passer in terms of the the shoulder injury? I think I've seen it more in terms of like just slight hesitation when it comes to him as a runner more so than a thrower. But that is something to keep in mind if we're talking about big passing game performances. I think I think that's such a great point. Um, and, you know, I think they masked a lot of that with a game plan against San Francisco, right? Like a ton, yeah. a ton of short passing content, concepts for um, – for what Philadelphia was doing. And you know, and and it, it brings me back to the to the game plan as well. Now, they ended up wanting to run the ball a lot. And that was fine because they San Francisco couldn't mount an offense, right? And right. so eventually the defense did break down, but 
at least early on, I was thinking like, wow, what a terrible game plan coming in. Do you want to run against like literally the, the best rush defense in the NFL? Like, what are we doing here? Right. But then I started thinking about it. As you mentioned, I think it's because the team was really trying to protect the shoulder for Jalen hurts. And if, if he had tweaked it or suffered some minor setback or something, you're never going to hear about that, dude, you're never going to hear about that. Right. But now he's got two weeks of rest. So I wonder if that shoulder is starting to feel a lot better, but you're right though. Against San Francisco, I thought it was very, very clear that the Eagles wanted to protect Jalen hurts, short passing concepts. And again, running the hell out of the ball, even though they had to know, that is probably not the best strategy, but it's the best strategy to keep Jalen Hurts healthy. Also, they're a really, really good rushing team. I mean, because and and I know people pushed back on me a little bit when I said this, like that it wasn't as crazy as I thought. I still think it's crazy that that the, the Eagles are back in a Super Bowl five, six years after they just won one with a different head coach and a different and quarterback. quarterback. It's nuts. It's crazy. It, how do you, how do, you it, do that? That's what I'm saying. I, I know it's not like they were just here yesterday or like a, a season ago or something. But right. how many teams have – I mean, it's, it's always tough to talk about this because the Patriots just won so many damn Super Bowls. But like <laughs> how many teams have been to Super Bowls back-to-back with a different head coach – or not back-to-back, but in a short time frame – with a different head coach and a different quarterback. I know the Rams obviously went back with a different quarterback and they won one, but they had the same head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, it just doesn't happen very often no. because at, like these are the two pillar points of building franchises. That's the, these are the two pillar points of stability. It's head coach and it's quarterback. But for the Eagles, obviously Howie Roseman has done a great job building this team and he's done a great job building the team in the trenches. That's sort of been their identity point. We talked right. about the defensive line how he like doubled down on that team building aspect by making two literal big additions in the middle of the season when they signed Linval Joseph and Indomitian Sue and they were getting yeah. run all over and they're like, enough right. of this. Let's just go get <laughs> these two big boys and throw them on our defensive line and we're going to fix right. this problem. But as an offensive line, I mean, one of the guys who was there for that last Super Bowl run was Jason Kelsey. He's still playing at like a Hall of Fame level. He's, a, a, he's like a weapon in some of those um, pin pull plays, you know, as, yeah. as a center, like getting out there, uh, getting to the second level, they're the best um, or they're one of the top teams in terms of adjusted line yards on the second level of defense uh, uh, on the defense, because right. they've got guys like Kelsey who are so athletic and, and Lane Johnson obviously is athletic as well on the move. They've got um, Landon Dickerson, who's he's an injury situation to kind of keep an eye on because he got a little banged up last week, but or two weeks ago. So the, their offensive line is so good that, yeah, you can go into a matchup like with the San Francisco 49ers who have a great, the best run defense in the NFL and still be like, you know what? We can run on those guys because our line is that good. And, and Miles mm-hmm. Sanders, obviously I'm not trying to take away from him. He's a good, he's a good back, but it obviously all starts up front for the Eagles. That is the identity of this team. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
Yeah, I think you're right. But again, it, it just it was a surprise because where San Francisco was weak this year was on the outside corners. Right. And then you figure, OK, well, they got A.J. Brown, so obviously they're going to throw them. Well, they really didn't. Right. As you mentioned, yeah. they, they tried to get him going a little bit early on. Uh, but nothing, I don't think they really tested downfield San Francisco's defense. And again, that outside corner spot for them, outside corner spots for them, uh, for San Francisco has been an issue, I think, all year long. So uh, it, it was, to me, I thought it was a clear cut A.J. Brown, let's just toss it and see what happens kind of game. But again, I, I think I, it goes back to that hurts shoulder, man. Like I, I'm very interested in, and uh, it's a point that, uh, I hadn't really thought of until you just brought it up right now uh, about what that might mean for the Super Bowl um, as well. Hey, Kansas City, from their defensive schematic standpoint, as I mentioned, very, you know, pretty man heavy, relative speaking, right? So 40% man, which is pretty heavy in the NFL nowadays. But, you know, I tell you what, they lead the NFL in two high safeties, right? So um, whether it's cover two or, or you know, too high with, with man coverage, um, on the outside, they're going to run that too high safety look. Um, and they run it at nearly 60% of their defensive snaps. And again, that led the NFL. Uh, Jalen Hurts led the league in quarterback rating versus two high safety shells this year. Five touchdowns to zero interceptions. Pretty good. Also led the league in completion percentage versus too high. Um, in your estimation, how do you think that might help somebody? I think that We'll try to limit AJ Brown a bit, but as you mentioned, man, Devontae Smith has been, I, I mean, quietly, he's actually been the lead dog for the past month or so for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, and I think that like last uh, the last game against the 49ers, their um, over under like receiving lines uh, were, were pretty close. So I think it was 68 yeah. and a half for AJ Brown and 65 and a half for Devontae Smith. And it took a long time for that to catch up, despite the fact that Smith has been more productive. And that's not even like a, oh, AJ Brown is overrated thing. That's just like, no, Devontae no, Smith Devontae's is good. good. <laughs> yeah, Which, yeah, yeah. By the way, it should not be like a hot take. Um, the guy won the freaking Heisman Trophy. Uh, wide receivers <laughs> never win the Heisman, okay? It's unbelievable. Right. He's an unbelievable player. Uh, right. He's Devontae Smith. And this is what makes the uh, Eagles offense such a, a pain in the ass to, to go against because we're talking about these two perimeter receivers and, you know, they don't really mess around with like a third receiver like Zach Pascal or, or you know, Quez Watkins or anything. It's mostly the ball is going to go to these two guys in terms of the wide receiver room, these perimeter players, and they're great right. man coverage beaters. Um, they can win short, deep, intermediate. They have a great running game. So yeah, you're probably, it's like, if I'm a defensive coordinator, it's like, do I, do I dedicate resources to try to not get ripped up by these two receivers? Or do I, do I bring a safety down into the box to try to account for their rushing game? Do I not want to get destroyed on the second level by Jason Kelsey and the boys and, or even Jalen Hurts prop is propping up for another big rushing performance. And then you also have Dallas Goddard, a name we haven't said on the podcast yet, um, hmm. You know, it, it was kind of absent for a while because, yeah. you know, he was out. And then when he kind of got back, Jalen Hurts wasn't 100 percent. But they have been Dallas Goddard, at least, has been the most productive um, from like a yards per target, yards per route run standpoint. When he runs screen routes, he's been the most productive tight end by a lot in the NFL on those on those screen passes. Super efficient. Um, and, and it's crazy. Like the tight end screen is such a huge, it's a, such another, it's another way that they can beat man coverage. 
Um, so like he could be a guy that catches like five balls and five impactful balls in this game. Uh, my God. I mean, it's just so tough. It's just a really tough way to defend this <laughs> offense. There's no doubt. Uh, all right. So there you go. That's the show, man. Uh, again, if you guys would be so kind as to subscribe and rate the podcast, that would be great. And of course, check out the website reception perception dot com super bowl last game of the year let's go all right for matt Harmon, i'm james co we'll see you